¿Estás listo? Señor Miguel, aka Travel Sergeant, thank you so much for accepting my invite to come and chat today. I discovered your account about a week ago, thanks to FitFam. And I'm like, what? How is this possible that we have a travel hacker in El Paso? Like, I definitely need to talk to you. I mean, I don't know if you noticed on my account or if you even saw it, but I like to travel a lot. So when I notice a lot of things that you're doing, I'm like, we we definitely need to chat it. And you accepting uh, to talk today, I'm very excited. So, Senor, thank you so much. No, thanks for having me, man. I mean, I love talking about this to anybody who's willing to listen. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. So you know, thanks aside for having me. from me, I know there's a lot of people willing to listen to you because not only are you kind of like the the normal person that travels and documents videos, pictures, and stuff like that. But you come with like ways to uh, to do it in a cheaper way and something that we all use, which are credit cards, and we're gonna really talk about that. And that's extremely exciting for me. So again, thanks a- again. Um, before we get fully started, I noticed you went to a World Cup. I went to a World Cup too. How was your experience there? Oh man, that was great. And you know, I'll just start out by telling you I'm not, I'm not a uh, sports fan. Of You're not? No. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, you know. So I don't want you to ask me something crazy about you know some team or some players. I'm like, man, I don't know. Um, but I went. So what I like to do, uh, my a lot of my travels is like bucket list experiences. They might not be be my bucket list experience. You know, it might not be something that I wanted to do. You know, but it's just like something cool to do, and I just like doing cool stuff. You know. We're really gonna talk about it because what you just said, it's so. Like, you just said that it's not only, like, your bucket list. It's, like, p- places that you know that they're, like, cool to go to, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's where I'm going to ask you, like, how you choose your locations. And you already talked about that. But let's talk about specifically the World Cup. I was there for two weeks. Talk to me. How long were you there? How did you stay? Did you use your travel points? Which, again, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in a second. But uh, talk to me. How was your experience? Especially you're not a soccer fan. How was it? Was it everything you expected or not? Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It was, like one of the best trips I've ever taken, you know, and, and to be able to, so I took my brother-in-law and he's like the, you know, most diehard football fan that I know. And Soccer so he, fan or football? No, football. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, well, all sports, he's not into all sports, but, you know, being able to, you know, take him to, to something like that, it was just, it was just awesome. Did you go to the World Cup because you were going to a different place already or that was your goal? Hey, let's, we're gonna go do the World Cup. Yeah, no, it was the World Cup. You know, I saw that, um, you know, the, the tickets were going on sale or something. I go, oh, you know, let me try this and, and see if I can get tickets and stuff. And, you know, I was able to get tickets. I was like, okay, you know, let me plan this now. And, you know, a lot of the, you know, travel's fun and all, but I also have fun, like, planning travel. You know, I plan a lot of trips that I end up not even taking. It's just like I'm always looking for deals or where can I go, you know, just planning trips that either I end up taking or I end up canceling and not doing, but... So once I got the tickets, I'm like, okay, now it's time to plan, you know, my flights, hotels, and all that. Nice. Are you planning to go to other World Cups? Oh, yeah. So after this one, like, I don't want to miss another one. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's what I tell people that even don't like soccer at all. This is my third World Cup. So like, even if you don't like soccer, you just have to go. Um, and on this one, actually, I went last minute because... Um, I wasn't gonna go, but then for work I was gonna travel around that area. Yeah. So you go, yeah, I've been to the last two, but then there was a lot of things that you heard, like the the beer, the alcohol, and then kind of like that it's gonna be very restricted. But I'm like, you know what? I might as well go. And I think it this is, I mean, there every World Cup's different, but I, I think this one, 
It, it is my favorite. I have to say that because not 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 only the organization, the games that I went to nine games. The other World Cup, like Russia and um, Brazil, I went to three, maybe four. And because all of them were in the same city, guess what? I went to nine. All Mexico games, all U.S. games, one Brazil, the other one Spain. And it was the best thing ever. And then I'm sure, I don't know, I mean, you have traveled way more than I. But at the same time, like I noticed the city of Qatar, spectacular. Like there's so many things. You just go to one place of, of, of town and then you're amazed. And then you go to another one. You could same thing. That's yeah. for sure. Um, but we'll, we'll go back to the World Cup. I, I just wanted to, when I, when I was looking at your reels, your Instagram, I'm like, oh, but I mean, actually, there was one of your reels on the World Cup because you put it in your, what you call it, like on your stories for it to be saved. ¿Cómo se the, llama? Highlights. the highlights. Yeah. Um, and one of them, I don't know if you remember this, but you were um, recording unos caballitos. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, actually, those were the people, my friends, that I was staying from Guadalajara oh, yeah, that yeah. I met. Well, I met most of them there. Um, it's just a friend of mine. Gemma que conocí from Russia. So when I saw the caballitos, I'm like, hey, bro, I was actually staying with, with them, and it was so cool. So if they're watching this, saludos, mis amigos. But bueno, Miguel, uh, let, let's go ahead and do a proper introduction. Tell us who you are and what you do, please. So I don't know. I just I just like to travel. I don't know. I, you know, I have a regular job, a nine to five. I, I work uh, for the government. I, I got a degree here at UTEP for accounting. And um, I work, well, since the pandemic started, been working from home. But for my job, I transferred to Germany and I lived over there for three years. And that's really when I started getting into travel. Because of how close other countries are, I'm, I'm, I'm betting, I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know, before we moved to Germany, you know, we would travel here. We would just go to like Disneyland or go to, you know, wherever other cities we have family to go visit. I never really went somewhere to just explore the destination. It was just, you know, we... we to go visit family or like a theme park and once we lived in Germany it's so easy and cheap to travel without throughout Europe that we started doing that and I just fell in love with traveling I didn't want to stop so once we moved back you know and I wanted to travel more than I could afford that's when I got into you know travel hacking. That's a really good point you just said when I wanted to travel more than I could afford because most people including myself because we save some money and or we put it on credit cards, right? And then we'll pay later because we want that experience. Yeah. But it takes uh, like someone like you to say, but I'm like, I do want to travel more than I can afford. So let me plan this accordingly instead of putting my house and everything else in debt, right? Yeah. So, okay. So when did you move to Germany? So that was 2018. Okay. So you said three years. So is that, th that means you came back on About a year and a half ago. Okay. So, so summer of 21. Was this always temp, or or maybe there was an uh like uh, did you already knew you were gonna stay exactly for three years or? Yeah, so so the government has this I guess program or whatever that you can relocate and it's a three year commitment. I mean you could really come back I guess earlier if you want, but I mean it doesn't look good with work. So it's a three year initial commitment and and you can choose to request an extension. Some people stay. And, and why is that? What's the benefits of the government doing that? Did you work closely with, uh, with like, in, in this case, with German people? Uh, no, I worked for the U.S. government. But, I mean, as far as taking them, you know, th we have a lot of military bases. So I work for, for, you know, with the military. And uh, the reason why they want you to stay longer is because they spend a lot of money to move you and your family, your furniture, your cars, everything over there. So they want you to stay as long as possible, so, you know, to get a better return on 
are there different options or did you pick Germany? I mean, there's a lot of, there's, you know, government jobs all over the, the world, but specifically the organization I work for, they, we have an office in Germany, so I just transferred to that office. Mm, nice. How did you pitch that to your wife? Was she okay moving there? Not initially, you know, my, my, my kids too, my, my oldest at least, um, yeah, she was really reluctant to moving. Um, but now she tells me, you know, that it was great because, you know, she's experienced all this travel now. Nice. Now, when you were in Germany, how many other places did you visit? How many countries once you were living there? Yeah, I don't remember. I think I think I did, like, the first year I counted, you know, it was, like, I've been to 19 countries that first year. So I really took advantage. Nice. And then once you get back, you're like, hey, this is where, like, how can I afford to do this? And this is where you got into travel hacking, right? Yeah, so, you know, I started, you know, with the whole traveling more than you can afford thing. It started because, you know, I had a free night for a hotel from my credit card, but before I really knew what, you know, the potential. And we had a free night and we're like, well, let's, you know, where can we use this? And I really just started looking as close as possible to where we were. And there was nothing, so I just kept expanding my radius and then I found I could use it like in Amsterdam. So like three weeks in after moving, I'm like, okay, let's go to Amsterdam and get our free night. So that was our first trip. And then, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, it, it actually, you know, it's funny. I got my, um, I guess my start really into this. Uh, we, I was on a work trip with my manager and uh, we were at the airport. We were flying back after a week. And he's like, hey, do you want to come to this, to the lounge with me? I was like, what are you talking about? Is this? So he's like, all right, just come here. So he, you know, took me as his guest. I was just like, what is this? Like, I didn't know, you know, those places existed or what it was. It was just used to you go, you go stand by your gate or sit by your gate. But, you know, we went into this lounge, there's like free food and drinks and like, it's quiet. I'm like, so then I was like, I want to do this too. And that's really when I started researching credit cards because he's like, oh, I get this through my credit card. So I started researching which credit card should I get so I could do this myself. So I just started, you know, um, I guess learning on YouTube, Reddit, and different blogs and stuff. So I finally decided to to get, you know, my first card that, you know, would give me lounge access. And I got it, it was, I think it was like March 12th, is I got approved for that of 2020. Of 2020, okay. Because I was flying on the 13th. I was supposed to fly back home that day. And, um, you know, that never happened. You know, I ended up canceling that flight because that's when everything kind of just shut down and stuff. So it's funny that that's when I got into it, like when you couldn't travel. So then I had pretty much most of that year since you couldn't travel to just learn more about it. And that's really where I, you know, went all in on learning. Okay. Now, did you, about how many hours did you spend researching this I don't know man a lot I mean I still that's what I do pretty much every day like I'm doing something related to you know looking up travel or deals or promotions or okay so you had to cancel that one but when after you were researching this when did you book your first flight with points yeah so it was about a year later so that was March of 2020 and I guess it was a um, Maybe like January I booked it, you know, so like nine, ten months in. 
because March of 21 is when I took my first trip like on planes. Okay, where did you go? I went to Uganda. Ooh, okay. For how long did you stay? So, and, and why did I choose that, even though you didn't ask me, is because everything was closed off. So there was a lot of restrictions, right? A lot of countries were like, telling you who can come in, you know, based on your nationality. And the even Germany was like, well, this is where you can't come back from. So it was like three different conditions I had to, I made like a spreadsheet, like figure out where I could travel to as an American and where I didn't have to quarantine coming back to Germany because Germany had their restrictions. Because you were in Germany. Yeah. Okay, this is, you're from Germany, I have to remember that, okay. So I did all this, you know, I had this big spreadsheet and figure out where I could travel. And uh, I came up with two names or two countries. It was Rwanda and Uganda. So I was like, oh, what is there to do here? You know, I never thought about going there, but I was like, these are the only two places that I can go without major inconveniences. Prior to this, have you been traveling to Europe already? Like in, in like yeah. many, okay, okay, okay. So it's not like your first international trip. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. How long did you stay there again? A week. So I went for a week. Okay. And how was that? How, how much did you save? Do you remember like how much you saved? Yeah, so I mean, I remember like how much I spent or whatever, but so when I started researching the countries, like, well, what is there to do there? The the biggest things that would come up was gorilla trekking. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, and I had seen that before, but it was like so out of reach. It was like, if you just Google gorilla trekking tours, it's going to probably tell you like five to $10,000. And it's, you know, it's not something that I'd probably be able to do. You know, I wouldn't pay that much or something like that. But... You know, I started doing my research, and okay, that's cool. And, you know, there was, like, discounts on the permits and stuff because nobody else is traveling there. And uh, so that's where I booked my first trip. I use American Airline Miles, and they have a, a code share agreement with Qatar Airways, and that's why I flew from Frankfurt to through Doha to Business Uganda. class. Yeah. Okay, can you tell the, our audience how much that's the regular price for business class? Yeah, so that trip um, should have been about $2,900, almost $3,000 for a round trip from Frankfurt to Uganda. And you paid? It was uh, 110,000 American Airlines miles, and I don't know, I think I want to say, it's less than $200. That's how much you paid for it? Yeah. For how about your hotel? Did you pay for it, or was it also with points? No, I paid for it, but it was, it was so cheap because, um, I mean, nobody else was traveling. But the places where, where I was staying, I mean, there were small accommodations, small lodges. Actually, almost every day, I booked everything the day of because I didn't really have a big plan. All I knew is I was going for a week, I rented a car for a week, and I wanted to do the gorilla trip. After you were driving, because I saw that one of your reels, you were driving in Africa. And I'm like, whoa. When I went for work, by the way, um, I've been there Johannesburg twice. Mm -hmm. Bro, they have us with um, the escoltas, bodyguards, because it's as dangerous. And then I want to say, you try, I'm like, wait a second, is this place as dangerous or not really? No, you know, I felt I felt safer than if I were to go take a road trip in Mexico, right? <laughs> Honestly, because, I, you know, throughout the week, I probably went through 15 or 20 checkpoints. But when I they would see that I was a tourist, you know, a foreigner, they would just wave me through. They didn't mess with me. So mm -hmm. I did get pulled over once. But then I guess the rental car I had, like they had an expired permit or something, but then they spoke to the rental car people and they fixed it. Oh, okay. 
right. Well, let, let's talk about it in detail because I'm sure a lot of people want to know how exactly you do it, right? So let me let me tell you what my understanding is and tell me more or less like if I'm on the right path or not. So you use your credit card points, right? Obviously, you have cards that give you points because there's a lot that don't, right? And then you just rack them up and then based on that, do you go to Expedia or do you go to find your deal? Can you give us a little bit more on the on the process, please? <clears throat> yeah, so travel hacking is, um, I guess, using credit cards that give you travel rewards, points or miles. And those can be used pretty much interchangeably. I mean, points and miles is pretty much the same thing depending on which bank you're uh, talking about. But there's two, two sides to this, the earning the points and then redeeming the points. Let's talk about getting the points because this is where, like, because when I was doing my research, I noticed that, yeah, it's credit card points, but this is money that you're spending anyway. So, like, talk about that. Like, is it that you pay everything with a credit card? Yeah, I, I, I try to use my credit card for everything. And there's some things that you can't use it for. You can't use it, say, for, like, your car payment or your your mortgage, your rent. I mean, there's there's a new credit card out now that you can use for rent. Um, but it really, it's really good if you live in like in a high cost of living area. Here in El Paso, it's probably not, you know, the best card for you to use that for, use for that. But as far as the earning the points, so what they do, you know, the credit card um, issuers, banks, is they'll try to get new customers by offering you this big bonus. Hey, if you get this card, you know, and spend three or four thousand dollars in the first three months will give you, you know, 100,000 points or whatever it is. And that's how they attract customers. Now, they know that most of those people are going to overspend and they're not going to, and they're going to have a, a balance and they're going to be paying interest for a long time. And that's what they, you know, where they get their money. But there's few people who can be financially disciplined to use it, but pay it off every month. Now, if you pay off your statement balance by the, by the due date, you don't pay interest. And then you just keep your points what you're saying is that the credit cards the reason why they do this the credit card companies is because most people of course that's kind of like what they want like the idea of oh i'm gonna get all these points i'm gonna travel i'm gonna do all this but they end up not paying the full balance and at the end because that's not worth it right right now let's talk about your first trip like when it comes to points my point is here that's three million points but like in dollars how much did you spend in order for you to get that so the, the majority of the points that I get are, are on a, a sign-up bonus or a welcome bonus, welcome offer. So the initial, hey, we'll give you so many points if you spend two or $3,000 in the first three months. And so I'll just use that, you know, that new card for all my everyday expenses, groceries, gas, um, utilities, you know, whatever it is that I can pay with my card to, to spend. And then with, you know, I have, I have four kids, so it's not hard to spend $3,000 in three months, you know, just maybe just off of groceries and eating out. So that's the majority of points, of the points that I get is that initial offer. Okay, so you're never spending more money like just to use those points, right? Because that's kind of like where I see it's a little bit dangerous that, oh, I need to spend, maybe I don't need this $2,000 tennis shoes, right? But because of my points, do you ever find yourself doing that or not really? No, not really. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not hard for me because I, you know, have a big family and stuff, but I also just take advantage of it anytime, 
you know, my family needs to pay for something big. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I pay for it and you give me the cash? And they're like, yeah, okay, they don't care, you know. So, like, my dad going to buy a TV. I'm like, hey, let me pay for it. Okay, here's the cash. And then, so I do that a lot too. Take yeah. advantage of, you know, optimize earning. Well, that's actively making sure that obviously you're helping with those points, right? Right. Okay, how many credit cards do you have? I think I'm at like 18, 17, 18. 18. I have like 10, 80, bro. Like, that's a lot, but I'm like, okay. Out of those, like, how many of those have annual fees? Um, probably most of them. Most I mean, of them. I probably, I haven't done it recently, but I mean, if I had to tell you how much I pay in annual fees, it's probably like 2500 3000 Did you say close to $3,000 in annual fees? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's worth it, right? <laughs> yeah. Tell me why it's worth it. So like, it's, we're not going to talk about all $3,000, but most of it is worth it because? So, let's say, like, uh, I have the American Express Business Platinum card. That's $695 a year. Now, most cards are going to be worth it at least your first year because of that high bonus, right? So the latest one I got with the uh, business platinum card, there was an offer that they gave me where it's get that card, spend 15000 in three months, and we'll get to how I can do that. And then also open a business checking, and I got to park $5,000 in there for two months. And if I did those two things, I got 230,000 points. I mean, that's like... Over four thousand dollars in travel, at least that I can redeem for. So even if I'm paying seven hundred dollars for it, I'm getting way more in travel. Okay. Now, my New Year's resolution. I was gonna tell you before recording, but I kind of you know I'm gonna wait. My personal New Year's resolution is to hey stop traveling. If it's not for work, stop traveling because I was spending a lot of money. And not only that, but I I need to focus my attention somewhere else. You know, I saw your account, and like, no, bro, like, like, this is the perfect way to not spend a lot of money, right? Right. But then, okay, so there is, for example, that you open the, the credit card, the welcome points, but then sometimes the checking accounts as well, you have to put some money there or, or spend so much money there. And then with 18 cards, aren't you all over the place all the time? Tell me how you manage this. Yeah, so I mean, I, mostly I just have a spreadsheet so I can keep track of, you know, what payments I have to make. I check that every week, you know, so you don't have to wait for your statement to close to make a payment. So pretty much every week I'm like, okay, you know, I need to pay this, I, this card, you know, send in whatever card I'm using. Oh, like how many people do you know actively, not from El Paso, but actively that do this with you? Like that the, the travel hacking, and again, not only like that one trip, but as you to like, no, this is kind of like what I want to do, or like actively doing this. Um, I mean, on Instagram, there's a big community of people that do this. So I went to a Points and Miles meetup in Dallas um, back in August and, you know, met met these people in real life. And it's like, you know, it's cool because networking that way, because you learn stuff that is not like public, you know, that people don't share out there because you share it, these little secrets, other stuff, it's like the banks will catch on and they'll, you know, eliminate for that opportunity of you to do something. That's exactly what I was going to ask you because I follow, I think, one more account that about the tra travel hacking with credit card points. And I'm like, wait a second. It, it doesn't make sense to me as the owner of this company, of uh, this hotel or uh, of this credit card, like giving out so much money if I know that they're kind of like taking advantage of this, especially kind of like the airlines. But then you posted something today in your stories as far as how much money 
like basically who ends up paying for the difference is the people that can't pay their full balance at the end yeah. of the month. So like, well, yeah, I mean, they're not dumb, right? That, that's the reason why they're doing all this, right? Yeah, yeah, that was interesting, um, this report that came out by the, like, the Federal Reserve. And it's like, you know, people that have high credit scores, higher income can spend more money but pay their their balance on time, you know, they're they're getting they're getting all the fruits of these travel rewards, and who ends up paying for that? It's not the bank. I mean, the bank, yeah, is paying for it, but they're getting that and more from lower income, lower uh, credit. And, and I don't think it's the income. It must be like the 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 lower discipline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's a no? correlation with with that. You know, low credit score, lower income, and less financially disciplined, or you know, necessity or whatever. But they end up paying interest forever, and that's where the bank gets their money to let people like me travel. Interesting. As I was researching your account, just like I said, I went back to your very first post. In my head, I'm like, is this guy traveling because he likes to travel? He likes to experience new cultures? Like, he likes to meet people? Or is it more the the rush that you get from getting a deal that, oh, okay, Spain, I've been there 20 times, but it's like $20. And, and I'm just very curious because the way you're act, uh, talking about it, I mean, it's I mean it's it's fascinating, but at the same time, it's a lot of work. However, I mean, you don't see that as work because you enjoy traveling, but does my question make sense as far as do you do it because of the traveling? Is it a combination of everything? Or do you literally get a rush, like a good feeling from finding out deals? Both. So it started obviously because I just like to travel. And to go back on why I moved, you know, I wanted my kids to experience the different cultures, different religions, different food. How old are your kids? You know, you so my kids them. are 7, 9, 11, and 17. Okay, so you have four. Yeah. Nice. A so, lot of points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they all have credit cards. So I have, and we can get to that too, but they're all have, you know, they're all authorized users on at least some of my credit cards. And mm-hmm. that's to build up their credit score. And we can talk about yes, that. Yes, let's talk about that. I think that's something very important, which I did to... Uh, for my daughter, but when at the stand to you were saying that it's a combination of both. Yeah, so I, you know, I started because I just wanted to experience different cultures and food and you know everything, and I wanted my kids to experience that as well. I didn't want them to just grow up thinking the way they live is like the way everybody lives. Like, you know, hey, why is this kid not doing what we do, or why can't he do the same thing? So taking them out with her and and just take it, you know, being able to take them around the world, pretty much. Like, you know, I love that. So, yeah, I like traveling. But then once I got into this, it's like, you know, chasing the deal was part of the high. Like I was telling you, I plan trips that I end up not taking, and that's fine because I'll find something else. Okay. That's so interesting what you said. Now, let, let, let's go back to your mindset of your financial discipline. Not mindset, the financial discipline. I'll be honest with you, when I was 18, 19, 20, Bro, they, they offered me a credit card, vas con todo, le pongo mis rims on mi Nissan Sentra 1989, and pues ya lo después, and then like when I was time to make the payments, that you know, and then you, you start getting bad credit, then you fix it. Like all this requires a lot of discipline, because if not, if you're just doing the minimum payments, I'll be that, especially with the 18 cards. Mm-hmm. So first of all, my question is like, have you always been like this, meaning financially, um, stable i guess or responsible is this something that you had to learn after wanting to travel more talk to us talk, talk a little bit about this please 
Right. So, no, I haven't always been like this. And I was the same way as far as, you know, as soon as I turned 18 and I, I went to the mall and they're like, hey, take this card. Or, you know, I think it was like from the buckle. And they gave me $500, you know, store card, which store cards, by the way, they're pretty horrible. Don't. Like they're Sears, not like yeah. uh, Target, uh, Walmart card. Are we talking about those cards? Yeah. yeah. Target, okay. Target's okay, you know, but get the debit card, not the credit card because you get the same benefits and it's not a hit on your credit score. Okay. Um, but the store cards, you know, you go to Banana Republic, they're going to say, hey, get a card and we'll give you 20% off this purchase. I mean, even if you bought um, $1,000 worth of clothes that day, you're getting $200 in savings. But if you get a card somewhere, you know, a travel card, you can get way more than that, you know, thousand more in travel so you have to be interested in travel I guess but so yeah so I I was not financially disciplined and I think personally you know just my opinion that I think us in the you know Hispanic uh, population we're not very you know financially literate we don't have that education you know especially because a lot of us are maybe you know first second generation or whatever it is and we don't know that our parents don't know how that works so we get into debt. You know, I think a lot of us, especially older, you know, our, our parents and stuff, it's like they got into, you know, got a credit card at some point, got into debt, managed to get out and said, never again. You know, credit cards are bad. Stay away from them. I think that's, I mean, that's my, been my experience with my parents and people that I know and family. So, yeah, before I would do the same thing as far as, you know, let's go on this trip and just put it on the credit card. You know, stuck for the next year paying it off or whatever. But when I started learning about this is when I said, hey, I got to, like, you know, just use it for your everyday expenses, and that's fine. Just pay it off at the end okay. of the month. Now, it's una cosa decirlo, because it, it makes total sense, right? But how, if you remember, how was it hard for you to kind of like, oh, no, uh, when will I have to make all, like, pay the full balance? Was it a process? Or how did you, like, was there a moment in the note where, like, this is it. Like, you have to make sure that you do this in a way that it's going to work out in the future. Yeah, no, because that first card, the one when I got in 2020 or whatever, the American Express Platinum card. So that one is considered uh, a charge card, not a credit card. Okay. So well. that means you're, you're supposed to pay off the entire balance every month. Okay. So those, uh, like if you check on your credit report, it doesn't show you a balance because, I mean, a, a credit limit because it doesn't really have one. It's kind of like, because you got to pay it off every month. There's no... They're a little bit different. So how do you get those cards? Like you select those cards? Like yeah, I mean that's just the one I applied for. But American Express has uh, three of those personal anyway because they have business versions. But where they're considered charge cards and you're supposed to pay off the balance every month, the entire balance. Okay, if you're supposed to pay it off, ¿cómo ganan su dinero ellos? If they're not getting so interest. so every time you swipe it, that merchant well, okay. is paying them. Paying them. Okay. So those are the ones that you try to get so it can help you not overspend. Well, no, I mean, that's just what I happened to get. And that's why I was like, okay, like I have to pay it off every month. So I'm not going to use it for something I can't afford. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now your first trip, no, Africa in that week, how much did you spend in your own money? Uh, total for the week, I think. And this is from Germany. So it'd be a little bit more maybe from here. Yeah. Um, maybe not that much more because Maybe just a flight would be a little bit different, but um, I spent maybe less than twenty five hundred bucks total. Okay. This awesome. is including everything, you know, the taxes on the flight that I paid with miles, um, all the lodge, you know, the food, the gorilla permit, which was like 
400 bucks. Um, I mean, the train to get to the airport, I mean, everything. Okay, well, thank you for that. Senor, I'm sure that there's some people listening to this and okay, how can I get started with this? First of all, do you recommend, do they have to have good credit for this? Is that like a personal recommendation? That way, if you have bad credit, it's an indication that maybe you don't know how to handle yourself. Like, what would you recommend someone that wants to start? But we have two different p people, like the ones that they still have stuff to pay and maybe the ones that don't even have credit cards but don't have a bad credit. Yeah, I mean, if you owe money on credit cards, I would say pay that off first and and then start, you know. Um, and another disclaimer, I'm not, you know, I don't really do content around uh, personal finance about, I, I do say, hey, you shouldn't do this, but I don't focus a lot on that. You know, at the end of the day, people are adults and if you want to get in debt, that's that's how you see. Sometimes people reach out to me and they're like, hey, you know, I, I went on this trip and whatever, cool. And then they come back and like, oh, I owe $10,000 from the trip. And I'm just like, oh, whatever, I mean. Bro, you're looking at me, okay, let, let me tell you a quick story. <laughs> So my first World Cup Brazil, right, 2014, yeah, I met mean, girlfriend right, from that time, right? Um, and it was just me working, she was working, right? Bro, I, we stayed there for like a month, we stayed there for like a month. $30,000, do not this stupidez. And I'm like, I mean, I paid a lot uh, for money that I had, but I'm like, ah, it's just an experience, right? And I get it, and by the way, I value experiences a lot. I do, I mean, I, I say this all the time, that so depending on what it is go for it is it worth it fuck yeah right mm -hmm. but then as, as I'm getting older I still have the same mentality but I also think but at the end let's just think it twice if it's worth the experience or not right and that's kind of like um, where I was at that okay it, it, it I was in debt for a couple of years to pay those $30,000 and then after that like, I remember like I like it took a lot for me, like active me wanting to like get out of that cycle because it's a cycle, especially if you like nice things, right? Like nice cars, you know, like mucha gente lo ve, and again, I don't need to pick on anyone, but you see this all the time, and I see this, that like, I see the nice cars, I see like people with the nice clothes, but they don't even have a house. And again, that might be their choice. But there's a high chance that it's it just more on just spending because of, 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 of the thinking of the now. I just think that there's nothing bad about that because maybe the experience from me traveling, maybe they get uh, from the, the clothes that they wear. But at the same time, there's a high chance that it's not a balance there, right? And, and when I was researching your account, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. But I'm sure that depending on who or, or where you're at um, in your economic uh, balance, uh, financial um, education, I mean, it can be a bad thing or it can be a good thing too, no? Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I value experiences over things. And I mean, you saw me driving here. My, you know, I'm driving a 2011 SUV. I don't, I don't care about what I drive as long as it's reliable and it gets me to where I need to go. You know, I thought when I bought it, I was like, that's what I could afford to pay off. And I paid with, with a credit card, but they didn't charge me uh, fees for it. Um, is that for to get points? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How yeah. many points did you get for that? No, for that one, it was just, so I paid $14,000 for it. So I just got 14,000 points with the card that I used, but it's better than zero. And they didn't charge me credit card fees because sometimes they do when you have to outweigh, you know, weigh it out, like, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could be. Um, but yeah, so I bought that because it was like, that's what I could afford to pay off. And, um, you know, it fit 
you know, uh, my family in, I don't care about it. Have it a brand new car. Okay, nice. Señor, someone that wants to start this, right? ¿Qué le recomiendas? Like, uh, research, right? What are some things that they need to watch out for when it comes to, like, what credit cards to get? How many do they sign up or, or at least apply for at the beginning? What if I want to do this and I go crazy and apply for seven or five? Like, what is it that you recommend, like, step by step? So, so the first thing I, I, I would say is to, to get a card that has what they call transferable points. So there's, there's four main ones. So there's Chase that have the, their ultimate rewards, American Express with the membership rewards, City has thank you points, and Capital One Venture Miles. So those four. Why? Because these points or miles, uh, you can transfer to a variety of different airlines or hotels. So you have that flexibility. If there's a promotion with a certain airline, hey, let me transfer the points that I need for this trip to this airline, and then I still have my, my points here to do other stuff. When you And I'm not saying an airline card or a hotel card is bad. I have those too. But let's say you get a United card. Like your points are tied up with United. You can only book through the United website. Yeah, you can book on their partners and stuff. Like, you know, you can book a flight from Denver to Munich on Lufthansa because their partner's using the United Miles, but you have to book through that program. When you have like Chase points, you can transfer. I think they have like 13, 14 different airline partners. And they all these programs have their different sweet spots to use for a specific destination or depending on, on what it is. And then you can transfer to, to different hotel chains and stuff. So you have that flexibility, and that's what. So the probably the the car that most people recommend to start out with is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. So it's a good starter card. Uh, how many? Well, how many points does it give you? Like that to start. So so the standard offer is sixty thousand points. Some you know it's been eighty before. It's been a hundred, and that's when I got it for both my parents. I'm like, you're getting it. You get it you now because this is a good deal. But the, the 60,000 points... They can points, transfer the points to you. It depends on the program and stuff. But so the way I use, because my parents both have that card, but I manage it. Um, I transfer their points to Hyatt, the hotel chain. And then from Hyatt to Hyatt, you can transfer to whoever. So I can transfer their Chase points to me as Chase points, but I transfer them to Hyatt and then to my Hyatt account. They can also, correct me if I'm wrong, they have so many points... And they said, Lo un boleto avión a mi hijo. Mm-hmm. They can do that. Like, yeah, as well with it, the and it depends Anyways. on the program too. But I've done that too. Like I did that, I think when I went to Dallas, that's what I did. So I transferred from my dad's Chase account to British Airways. And then through British Airways, I booked an American Airlines flight for me to get to Dallas. Okay. So you recommend to start with three cards. Let's no, say I'm, I'm good with credit. I don't have credit cards. Or at least I don't have... Uh, credit cards that give me points, but like I want to start actively uh, travel hacking. Yeah, so I would say one of those, you know, mm-hmm. a card that earns one of those four. Mm-hmm. But then also more than that, really, I I, I always say what well, depends on your travel goal. Because you have a specific travel goal, then you know an airline card might be the best one. You know, something that is very popular is Japan for people like hey, I want to go to Japan. And one of the best ways to get to Japan is using American Airline miles. So you can't transfer. Chase, American Express, or uh, City, or Capital One to American Airlines. So you would have to get an American Airlines card. So then I'd be like, okay, if you want to go to Japan, then get this card so you can use these miles to get there. Okay. So it's kind of work you work your way back if you have a travel goal. Say, so you, you know what, I want to go to an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean or in Cancun. Okay, then you should get this card because 
their points transferred to this hotel chain who has that possibility to get there. Okay, that makes sense. And if for, let, let's say the average, and this is my guess, my average is I just, I just don't wanna travel internationally, right? Uh, not, not, no specific location. Uh, I just wanna just kinda like what you've uh, been doing, it's based on points, based on the offers, then I'll select. So you say three credit cards, three, four credit cards, start racking up points, right, from the activations uh, of those cards. And then what else do you do? Like, for example, when I was uh, looking at your reels, I'm like, I can put some of my bills on auto pay with my credit card. Like, this is something that I'm spending money on already. Um, what else is it, it's something that maybe people don't know that they can use those, uh, that they can go in and start racking points on? Business. So if you have a business, you know, you can put all your business expenses on, on a card. And, you know, once you get into getting business cards that's like in a whole other world like a, a, a you know a whole other buffet of cards that you can get now and you don't really need a business to get business cards I mean I had like six cards business cards before I had a business uh, I, I was when I was um, checking out your live which was great we'll talk about that in a second I'm like wait a second I have a business been open for about four years already and I don't have a business card like and, and 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 my thinking was like, bro, because I have it as a soul, so I, I like it's my uh, personal income from work and the um, uh, the business. So I'm thinking, well, they're not gonna. Have, uh, I have to kind of separate the, the the tax IDs in order for me to get a business card. That's a lie. Yeah, you don't need to. So you can actually get a business card as a sole proprietor, even if you don't have an LLC or corporation set up or anything, and. Just about anything qualifies as a business. Like if you resell things on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, if you drive for Uber, if you babysit, if you do photography, any side gig, any side hustle, like qualifies as a business. And even like the intention of starting a business. So let's say, like my wife, she doesn't have a business and I do. She has a business card now. Uh, this is like, oh, well you, you want to do photography, right? Yeah, okay. So... You apply as a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. So your business name is just your name. Okay. And the employer identification number, the EIN. Social? So your social. Okay. Yeah. So the business cards will just have your name on there twice. The business and then you. And as far as. They go based up of your credit. Personal sync. credit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to wrap myself. I'm sorry to interrupt you so much. So let's say I have a good credit, right? Let, let's say I have a lot of credit cards already. What's the difference between just getting another regular credit card and a business credit card? Wouldn't I just get another personal credit card if I'm already if they're basing on my my income and my credit report? So I most most of my my recent cards are business cards because um, most of those will not show up in your credit report. So even though the inquiry will like when you applied, um, the actual account what you owe and all that that doesn't show up in your personal credit report it does for uh, capital one business cards and i don't know td big some other stuff that i don't get into. which one you know for sure it doesn't chase american express and those two for sure which are the main ones that i stick to anyway so if you would get a chase or american express business card the inquiry will show up like you you applied but that that doesn't really uh, affect your credit score that much but the actual count, your balance, and all that, that you won't see that on your credit report. Oh, señores, por eso estoy... Should have, you know, could be traveling all over the world right now. Okay, 
Señor, is it okay to close a credit card account? account? Like, I opened one today, two, three months, yeah, like, they give me all my points, maybe I already take that trip, cancelala. Is that a good thing to do or not really? No, so you want to wait at least a year. Okay. So they don't like, the and they is the banks, they don't like when you close a card before a year. And can you? Yes. But, you know, you might be put on a list where they won't give you cards anymore. So you don't want to be on bad terms with them. So... Let's say it's a card, you know, the platinum card, $700 a year. I don't want to pay that the second year. So there's like a four-step process I go through. So the first step is try to get a retention offer. So you would call and say, hey, I'm considering, and that's the keyword, considering, closing my card. You know, um, is there a retention offer? You can be straight up and ask for a retention offer. You know, that could help me make that decision. And they'll look, first they'll be like, you know, it has all these great benefits, blah, blah, blah. And you just say, yeah, I still don't think, you know, the annual fee justifies the card for those benefits. And so they'll check your account because there's, you know, their algorithm, whatever it is that they can offer you something. And they could say, hey, we'll give you 20, 30,000 points or whatever it is to keep, you know, and spend another $3,000 in the next three months to keep it open for another year. Okay. If they don't do that, then uh, the other thing you could do is um, downgrade it. So not all the cards, but a lot of the cards, you can downgrade them. Sometimes they have like a no annual fee version. So say like uh, the United cards, there's four different cards. One with no annual fee, one with 95, 250, and about $500. So I have the $250 one. So whenever my uh, annual fee hits this year, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through that step. You call after or before? You can, no, you can do it before or after. Okay. So you have about 30 days after they charge you the annual fee to call, and they'll give you a refund on it. So you don't have to worry about, oh, they already charged me another year. They'll give you a refund. Or sometimes it could be prorated, the refund. Wow. So I'll call, and if they don't give me a retention offer, I can downgrade that, and it's called a product change. I could do a product change from the one I have to the no annual fee version. So that'll keep your credit line open. And that's good for your credit score for your average age of accounts. That's what I was going to ask you next because I have my first credit card thing open 15, 16 years ago and they charged me $7 a month plus like a year, uh, a yearly fee of, uh, I don't know, a hundred bucks, right? If they go, yeah, once I have credit cards that no fees, right? I'm like, of course, that, that, that was my first card with $300 balance, right? You know, it was just to build credit, but oh yeah, no. So when I called... Um, the, the first time I called to cancel, me dijeron, hey, bro, pues we'll give you that, that annual fee. Oh, okay, do it. The second year that I called, yeah, like, bro, I don't want to pay $7 a month plus the, I don't know, 80, 100 bucks a year, right? But I'm like, this is going to affect your, your history, your credit history. I'm like, oh, you got me there, you son of a bitch. So no la cancelé, güey. So I'm like, fuck, does it affect you a lot? Should I cancel it or... Leave it open. ¿Qué, qué recomiendas tú, señor? I know you're not a financial advisor. Don't worry about that. Pero ¿qué recomiendas tú? So it's better to close newer cards. So if it's a year, two years old, than the older ones. Uh, because that does bring up your average age of accounts. And, I mean, I'm sure you can figure out how much that would affect you. But it, I'm kind of in the same boat. My oldest card is a card that I opened with, like, one of those secured cards. Because mm -hmm. I didn't have a good credit. And they charge me, I think, $25 a year. I don't use that. I don't need that card. But I don't close it. Because it's my oldest account and it's kind of helping my average age of accounts stay a little bit higher. Okay. That makes but I don't know. That, that's 
I guess it depends on what other, you know, how old your other credit lines are, but you, you can close them, but you wait, you know, at least a year. Okay. So back to that four-step process. The third thing, so retention offer is one. Second is downgrade if there's there's a path. And then uh, the third thing is, does the card provide value? So like the hotel cards, uh, some of those, you know, you pay $95 a year, but then you'll get a free night every year at, you know, whatever hotel chain. And you could probably find a night that's worth more than $95 to use. And so those are, you know, provide value. So I, I keep those open. Yeah. And then the fourth step, if, if none of those, no, no retention offer, you can't product change it to a you no know, annual fee card and it doesn't provide value, then, then you cancel. Yeah. So let's go back to Qatar a little bit because I was seeing like the, the hotel that you stayed at. In Qatar, by the way, dinero lo pendejo, that's for sure, right? Um, I stayed part of my trip in what we call the Infonavit. Infonavit. You know, you know exactly. If, if you guys don't know what Infonavit is in Qatar, you guys have to Google that. And um, I, I don't even, oh, I do have pictures. Señor, it was like 100 bucks a night per, per room, right? And it was very basic. It was pretty cool. And then they're like, but then we drove by this very expensive hotels, $5,000, $10,000 a night. And I'm like, oh my God. And then when I saw where you stayed, I'm like, no, man. So how much was your hotel? Talk about like the regular price and then points and how much did you end up paying for that? So back to when I started planning the world trip, you know, the first thing I did was let me look get my hotel with points and there was nothing available. Uh-huh. Because the demand is so high, they didn't need to have rooms available with points. They could get cash for it. So it was not available. But just like um, you know, I've told you, like I'm always just planning, just looking for hotels or flights or whatever. I happened to be, I was in Germany for Oktoberfest. I was on the train and I was like, well, let me see if there's anything with points. Were you already li- living there or ya no estabas viendo ya? No, no, no. You this? No, I just went to Oktoberfest okay, with my uncle. Okay, okay. And so I was like looking, let's see if there's anything. And it let me book a hotel with Marriott using points. I was like, like I, I was, I couldn't believe it. You know, like we got off the train. I left my bag in the train because I was just like, what just happened? Like I was able to book this freaking hotel with points. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. So because it wasn't available, it was a glitch. It was some mistake because it was a new hotel. So the hotel is the St. Regis, Marsa, Arabia Island. Donde estaba in the Pearl? The Pearl. The Pearl, Qatar, you know, it's like the cream of the crop or whatever, like the best. And that, you know, that's a man-made island, the Pearl. And the hotel is like right in the center of the Pearl. It's like a pretty badass hotel. How much did you, how many points did it cost you? So let me book it for 160,000 Marriott points. I mean, in terms of how much that's worth. In in dollars, like did I have to spend $160,000? No, creo. No, 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 no. Because, you know, I got, I think I got 150000 from one of the cards with Marriott that I got. So almost with one card, you know, I was able to yeah. get that. How much was it like the regular price? So I booked up, because I have screenshots, you know, I have, I always keep my screen, I love screenshots of like stuff that I booked so I can go back and compare and see, you know, whether it was a good deal or not. So the day I booked it with the points, that same room for the five nights would have been $29,000. $29,000 for that week. ¿Y tú pagaste out of your own money? 
for the hotel, nothing, just 160,000 points. And sometimes they'll charge like a resort fee or something, but no, this one, they didn't charge me anything. Bro, do they treat you different knowing that you pay with points or just like they don't really no. care? <laughs> no, because there's not, they, no. there's not really a way to tell. I mean, they could if they want look it up and stuff, but you know, even with the flights and everything, it's just, you're, you're the same. You're an equal. You just got to okay. pretend. Let me, let, let, let's take this back. So in your hotel, Qatar, regular price, $29,000. For five nights, yeah. For five nights. And I can verify that's regular price. You paid zero. Yeah. Like, well, well, yes, I paid zero for the hotel. But let me go back and tell you okay. what I had to do to secure Go that. for it. So within two or three days, the email, the property emailed me. They're like, hey, sir, we need you to cancel it because it was a mistake. There's a glitch. And I was like, no, no. no. Oh, so they did call you to cancel it. Yeah, they, ooh, but they wanted okay. me to cancel it. I was like, you know what? If it was a real glitch, they would cancel it. Like, they would just be like, no, you can't. You know, But they said, we need you to cancel it. Because if I cancel it, because when you... When you Ooh, confirm a, a hotel, this is good. you pretty much have a contract. You know, it's like, I got my confirmation email. I've you paid for it. directly with from there. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I have my contract. Like, I paid or, or it's already paid with points, but it's already paid. And um, they're like, we need you to cancel it. There was a mistake. I was like, no, bro. Like, I ain't canceled. What does it hablaron que te hablaron? Like, next day, It was week? like two or three days after okay. I booked it. And I was just this whole time reading up, like, what can I do about this? And, you know. And I came to like their their terms, their terms and conditions and stuff about their loyalty program. Um, and they have this thing called the Marriott has this thing called Marriott uh, Reservation Guarantee, mm-hmm. like that, where they're like, if we can't um, honor your reservation, we'll put you up in a different hotel and give you some points, whatever. And I'd used that before, but there's like a little asterisk and it says at St. Regis or Ritz-Carlton, which are their high-end properties, they're like, for us to do that, you have to be a titanium member or above. Now to, you know, to be a titanium member, you need to be, uh, it's the 79th, I don't know, you know, something like, the bottom line is that I was 14 nights short okay. of being titanium. So what did I do? I checked in and out of hotels here in El Paso, 14 no. nights. So I spent $1,600 to do that. Now, did I have to do that? Maybe they would have honored it without it, but I didn't want to take that chance. So I did this whole calculation. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to pay $1,600, but this is going to give me the best chance of them having to honor it because this is in their freaking terms. Easy no way? Yeah, you were out of yeah, that was hundred bucks. Yeah, but that was my risk, you know, and I was like... Okay. By spending sixteen hundred dollars, I'm also earning this many points. Okay. And, you know, like wow. my loss would have been, you know, no more than that. Like it was a bet. It's it's a gamble, right? I said, look, I'm gonna bet sixteen hundred dollars, but if I win, I'm gonna win the equivalent of twenty nine thousand. Yeah. If I lose, that's all I lose. I can't lose anymore. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take that gamble. So that's what I did. So once I earned uh, my titanium, then I replied to them. Okay, 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 but I mean, so they send you an email, like, two, three days, say, well, like, you need to cancel, or they suggested you cancel. Do lower low, he said, okay, I'm going to do this. So you booked it, you, you did this for 14 nights, and then you replied. Yeah. Yeah, once I, and then another thing in their terms about that um, uh, reservation guarantee is that um, the hotel has to be open and operating. Now, that was a brand new hotel. They hadn't opened at the, at the beginning so they opened October 15th so I waited for them to open and for me to earn the status 
and that's when I replied. Now, I had other booked some other hotels for the two nights prior because I was getting there two nights prior that I knew what the hotels were asking for. They're like, we need your, you know, like your FIFA application number, your ticket number, and all this other stuff. So I knew what they needed. So instead of replying and saying, what do you mean? I just replied and said, hey, um, you know, here's my uh, ticket number and all this stuff. You know, I look forward to being there, whatever. And then, you know, they, they, so they, they sent me two emails about me canceling it. And once, once I send them all the information and everything, they're just like, we look forward to seeing you here. So. Wow. Well, guys, if you, if you can, please Google Infonavit from Qatar <laughs> and then Google that hotel. <laughs> and, and, and you can understand a little bit of what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> bro, that's awesome, bro. I feel like we could stay talking for hours yeah. about the World Cup because there's so many things. Not a lot of people. A lot of people from Juarez went. Pero del paso como que no hay tantos, by the way. But maybe we can talk about it offline. Pero bueno, going back to the, to the points. Ya tengo un chingo points. I opened up five credit cards. I, I did the referrals. I did a lot of stuff, right? And I'm, I'm good with points. Como le hago to book my first trip? Is it, do I go to Expedia? Do I go to, how, like, do I go to American Express website? Como le hago to redeem those points? No, so, you know, each bank has their own, like, travel portal. Like, American Express Travel, Chase Travel. And you can use your points there. But it's not the best use of them. You know, they'll give you a fixed value. So with Chase, if you have the Sapphire Preferred, you get 1.25 cents per point for travel booked through there. American Express will give you, I think flights like 1% and hotels, it's worse than that. But so the key is in transferring to these airline or well, mostly airline where you get more, more, more bang for your buck. Um, I would say you could just Google, like say you want to say best use of American Express points. Or if you want to go to a certain place, you know, say you want to go to Brazil, you know, Brazil points miles sweet spot or something. And it'll kind of tell you what programs are good to do that. As far as flights, I mean, th there's um, websites that you can use to kind of get an idea and stuff. So one that you can use to kind of see if you're getting a decent deal or not is Award Hacker, awardhacker.com. And that's going to tell you the lowest that you can find that for. It doesn't mean it's out there, you know. And we refer to this as award availability. And what, what is that? That's, you know, travel that you can book with points. Because it's not always available. Let's say you just say, I want to go to Rome May 5th. And you look it up, you're going to pay whatever the price is for that day. But if you're flexible, and this is key in maximizing travel rewards, is being flexible with your, your dates, your destination, or your departing airport, anything. If you're flexible with that, you can get amazing redemptions for your points. So the award hacker will tell you, you could say, you know, El Paso to Rome. And it'll say, well, with this program, this is the lowest that it could be possible. Now you would just go to that program, whatever it is, American Airlines, United, whatever, to see if you find it. But you will book directly with an airline. Okay. Yeah, that's the name. Okay. Now, uh, from your experience, I know there's a lot of destinations. But okay, guys, too, you know what? Usually, from El Paso, this is like the, the place that normalmente sale barato usar with points. Is it Europe, South America? Is it Italy, Paris? Or I, like, it, yeah. it, there is no such thing as that. From El Paso, not really. No. There's not. I mean, every time I do something, I end up having to leave out of Chicago, New York, mostly. Like, to get, you know, a good value. Now, then I would have to separately pay for my flight to get there. And we call that a positioning flight. 
Yeah, so position is like from here to New York. That's your positioning flight. Yeah. Y luego ya después, that's where you're like, you get your, your, uh, your points, your rewards, whatever you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, senor. I feel there's so much stuff, and of course, we're not going to be able to cover everything. Uh, where can people follow you for this specific type of content? Yeah, I, mostly I just post on Instagram, Travel Sergeant, T R A V E L S E R G E A N T. Thank you for sure. We're going to link this and we're going to still talk about that. But now, what I want to do is want to also talk about that aspect, right? Because I, I don't want to just talk to you about how to travel, but I'm very curious on when did you s decide to go, uh, if you want to call it an influencer, a public figure when it comes to this, that you want to share this. You want to, of course, you want to grow. Um, you you want to grow your account, but right now, as of today, you are more than a hundred thousand, one hundred fifteen, one hundred fifty. What was it as of today? One thirty-three. One thirty-three. Okay, and if you started this maybe two years ago, did you grow this much in this time? So, okay, I'm missing something here, by the way. No, so my account, I used to do memes, post memes on there, make memes. memes just, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I've always just done, you know, been kind of dabbling in social media but just for fun just like uh you know like on even facebook or other i've had other instagram accounts that i've sold and stuff just because i just did it for fun so with this one i was doing memes posting memes but then in the stories when the stories came out i would start sharing some of the travel stuff just like oh shit i'm in copenhagen like this is cool and there was a lot of interest in that you know i got a lot of feedback and people liked travel stuff and i was like oh i'll share more of it and that's kind of when i started i guess shifting to posting travel stuff but then you know i didn't want like i'm not about like flexing or whatever so i was like hey like you know people would be like how do you travel so much i'm like well because you know either i find a good deal or i do it with points so then i also started sharing that aspect of it not just like and and i don't like the word influencer but you know not just posting about travel creating content uh on travel but how i'm able to do it so much because that was a big question like well how do you do it so much like Oh, you can do it too if you do this these steps, you know. So that's how I got into sharing the not only the travels that I do, but how I'm able to book them. The meme sergeant. How big was that account? When I shifted? Yeah. I don't know, like fifty maybe. Fifty thousand. Senor, you, you know you're like saying it como si nada, but I'm like, bro, with my <laughs> four hundred and fifty followers, bro. Let me let me on mis tías. Like you were just sharing meme. Like, to, in order to get to this level, to get 50,000, you were taking it, I mean, maybe not, not a full-time job, right? But at the same time, you were, I mean, it, you were serious wanting to grow that account, or no? Um, I don't remember. This, so this was like a backup account that I had for the other one that I sold. Okay. And I think the other one, I, when I sold it, and I'm not, I guess I signed an NDA, so I can't tell you. Okay, how but many followers did you have on the other one? When I sold it, it was like, a, a probably about where I'm at now, like 130, 100. 35 or something. And it was memes as well? Yeah. yeah. Mexican memes. Okay. So, so I'm interested in this topic. So, okay. When did you start realizing that you can grow accounts by posting memes? Uh, so on Instagram, that started with like 2013, 2014 and stuff. Oh, okay. But so I mean, like I said, I just didn't have the intention of like, I want to have a big account or something. It was just like, I was posting memes. And I started, you know, like reposting stuff, and then I was like, I can do better. Like, so you were creating own. your own. Yeah, yeah, I was making. Wait, I was, I was, yeah, I was all about creating like original memes, like, and I, you know, 
there was like a little group of us that had like maybe seven of us. Local people from El Paso or no? No, no, no. Okay, okay, no, okay. no. But I've met a couple of them like when uh-huh. I've gone to LA and Vegas where they live and stuff and we've met up and we're like friends. Hey, if I would have known this, I should have so many <laughs> questions of this, bro. Really? Okay. So, okay. How how did you shift? I know you said kind of like your, your thought process behind, but was it more kind of growing your personal brand or was it, how come you didn't say, I'm just going to do another account on, on what I do and I'm going to leave this one open? I don't know, I guess because I had a head start on at least the numbers, you know, uh-huh. numbers are a big deal, you know, even if people say they're not as, you know, that's one of the only ways to measure, like, whether you're doing something right, I guess, with social media, is with your, you know, your follower count, your views, your likes, your comments, like, so, it's like, why would I start a new one when... When you just have that. But, but I, I did it kind of, I still want to say strategically, you know, yeah. I didn't just say from one day to another, I'm going to delete everything, and post new stuff because then you'd be like, who's this? I don't know this left. person. Yeah. But it was like I would sprinkle in posts like related to travel and then still do memes and stuff. And then I changed the name, you know, but it was because before that, I think it was like a meme cartel. And I kind of had this idea that, you know, that there was value in having, you know, a personal online presence that kind of hiding behind, you know, an admin on an account. So by, by switching it from meme cartel to meme sergeant, now it was like a person, yeah. right? And then now it was just travel sergeant. So it was like kind of like a layered approach to it. Yeah. And then um, once you know, I decided to go, I guess, completely switch, I just went and like archived the meme post and just left the travel stuff. So now if you were like, who is this? You're like, oh, there's, there's a history of this travel stuff here. This is a travel account. <laughs> right up. <laughs> okay. What was your... I have so many questions for you on this. So what was your goal? Did you ever get, uh, get some money from your meme account? Yeah. Was that your goal at one point, Sasuke? I want to make some money from this? So, so many followers? Yeah. So you know what? I think... Um, and back then, because this is like in 2014, you know, we call them promos. It was mm-hmm. like... I mean, it was like 25, 30 bucks. That's what I was probably... We were all collectively charging kind of the same. And you know what? That's very, I guess, in, in the Mexican meme world, because that's what I know, like, it's very low paid because everybody kind of underbids each other. People are willing to pose for, you know, yeah. less than 100 bucks. And I've been learning how much other accounts charge, and it's, there's a lot of money in that. Okay. Is your ultimate goal with Travel Sergeant, when you make this change, right? Is like, aside from my personal brand, like we all have personal brands for a reason. No creo yo, especially because we talked about your camera shy. Yo también voy a digo pros pendejas aquí. Like we don't want to do this just for fun and because we like it, right? There is a purpose. So what is your goal with Travel Sergeant? Well, that's new to me this year because even last year it was still kind of just for fun. And last year I started, you know, I guess making some money because um, I signed up through like an affiliate network. So on some of the cards, and not all, but some of the cards, I uh, have affiliate links that I that people use, and I get paid commission. So it's either I send my personal referrals and I get points, or I send the affiliate links and I get paid a commission for each card, and they all pay differently. Some pay zero, some pay two, three hundred dollars. So I started seeing like the potential, I guess. 
And so this year, it's like I really want to focus in and kind of take it serious instead of just like just for fun. What does it mean, take it serious? Having a plan, posting consistently, and not feeling bad about pretty much what I do is selling credit cards. You know, like, because I, I don't like being salesy. I don't want to come off as salesy, like, hey, get this card and stuff. Like, no. So all last year, all I was doing, the, the little commissions I got were based off of actual recommendations. It's like, hey, you know, for what you want, this is what I would get. And so it happens that my affiliate link is the same as the, the, the offer straight from the bank because sometimes they vary. And that's something I really um, stick to as far as if there's a better offer out there, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to send you my link. Hey, go through this website and there's a better link there, you know, a better offer for you there. What's your ultimate goal? Is like not having to have your eight to five and 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 and, and be a travel blogger because I don't know if you fall under that category. By the way, let, let me just go back a little bit because I will tell you from looking at your content, you don't sell credit cards. Al revés, it's more like hey, this is how you can trick them like into not paying as much on things that you're already spending, right? So again, uh, I I went to UTEP as well, marketing and advertising. Y por eso I'm forcing myself to to have my, my brand, to network with people, to promote my hair salon, George Peter and Mom <laughs> Like, I'm doing all this stuff, wait, pero no quiero, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, but there is a point, that, no, yeah, I'm not doing this for fun. Like, there's also, like, a goal that I have, which is great, but they were going back to your content, it does not come across as you're selling people. You're actually like, hey, this is how you can do this. But uh, I was just wondering how potentially you can make money aside from referrals what is kind of like the path there so you know as far as with the affiliate marketing i've been like i said this is brand new this year like a couple weeks ago i've been or you know this year i've kind of tried to make it a purpose to okay i'm going to take this seriously and stuff and you know some people out there with accounts similar to mine as far as numbers at least and mm -hmm. that do you know travel and credit card stuff you know they're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year just doing this yeah pretty much a full-time thing and i'm just like I'm not there, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I want to, but that's why I have to change my, my direction and my, and take it serious. But you taking it seriously, is it going to force you to spend money? Like, honestly, like, because like, you, you, it's based on content, right? Like your, your, your post is based on your traveling, right? So he says, okay, wait, I said post todo lo que tenía. Like now I need to, even though like, I don't want to spend a thousand dollars going to Acapulco, to Spain. But it is kind of like work now. Do you see it that way now? No, and really, so that that's one way to, to make money. But but I think the, or what I'd like to do is go with the brand sponsorships. And there's a lot of money there. And, you know, some people, like I said, not me, not yet, but similar accounts and stuff, you know, they're charging three, $4,000 per post related to travel stuff. And that's where I'd like to get to. I like to be able to do those brand deals where it's like a hotel is paying me to promote their loyalty program or their specific property. And ideally, if it was just like up to me, what I want to do, I'd like to travel one week per month. You know, different Record places. your content. Yeah, you know, get, get some <coughs> content out of that. And then the other three weeks, work from home, you know, editing, posting, you know, doing all that stuff. But like one week per month travel and the other three be back home. Something like that. 
Que lo que te falta? Is it more followers? Is it not only the followers? Is it your like your um, reach to this particular places? Que lo que te falta to be there? Just put myself out there. I mean, uh, so today I did my first pitch. I've never done that before because I guess it's just like the whole fear of rejection thing uh -huh. kind of stuff. Because even even before you can get to that, you know, getting paid to to travel pretty much. You know, there's, I mean, you can just get comp stays, and I guess it's more common than I thought it was. I just, you know, feel weird about asking for free stuff, you know. It's just not not me, but, hey, people are doing it anyway. So today I sent out, like, three or four pitches to hotels, to. Was it emails you called? Could yeah, emails. Yeah, email. Okay, Clizzy says, like, I'm going to go to Johannesburg. Yeah, uh, so. I would so love to like, stay at your place. Yeah, so I'm going to, to Hawaii in uh -huh. for spring break with the family. Okay. So I was like, you know, I already have my hotel that I booked with points, but I'm like, hey, what if I don't have to use my points? Like, so I sent a few hotels like a, like a, a pitch. Hey, this is my media kit. This is my insights. You know, I do travel stuff, and you know, I'd like to, in exchange for stay, for for a, a stay, you know, post about your property. There are some ideas I have on what I can create. So, I got my first no. Okay, that's cool. Hey, hey, hey. That's so good. the other ones are still pending. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, I guess, the beginning of this next Bro, phase. It's so that I do this because, like, this is, like, real conversation of someone, like, trying to do something, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, this is this is awesome, bro. Can I recommend us my, my uh, Instagram account on the hair salon, which, I mean, not, not hair salon, sorry, the, the podcast, to grow that account? Now, I know, I bro, my last post on my last podcast was maybe four months ago. That That's a problem for sure. But since you have some expertise when it comes to growing accounts, can recommend us when someone wants to grow an account. Um, I don't know if maybe your your expertise is on memes, but if it was not memes, if it was a business like my hair salon, can recommend us to grow. So it, one of the main things is consistency, you know, and that's what I'm trying to get better at. Because sometimes I go a week too without posting, but you should really probably be doing it every day, if not at least five times a week, you know, and. And you know, that's a problem I have because, like I said, I don't want to be, like, forcing myself on it. But it's it's what it is if you want to grow. And right now, another thing with Instagram, at least, it's the reels. Like, they've been promoting that a lot. So it's like you post reels. Like, they'll try to push it out to people that are not following you. And you can, you know, try to get followers that way. Like, you for your reel, you'll need, like, a hook, right? Because, I mean, it takes people a second or two to decide whether they swipe or keep watching that video. So you need a hook to for your reel, um, and then you need to end it with a call to action: follow me, or you know, link link in bio, whatever. Like you need to tell them to do something: save this post, um, you know, share this with a friend. You need something like that with your videos. ¿Cómo le haces a alguien que se le quita la vergüenza doing that? No, I mean, let, let me tell you a story, quick uh, story. Um, when I opened the hair salon three years ago, September 2019, I'm like, I'm gonna be like the car salesman. Yeah, es que, no, venga, like the, the, the personality, venga, cortarse la greña aquí. But like the owner or the manager is kind of like the, the one that you can see their social media and you can say, wait, I didn't even do that once. I'm like, nah, this is not for me, right? But I understand. I mean, they're, they're, they're successful, right? Because of that, right? That's why I'm forcing myself on the, doing this podcast because even though I don't like it, but also it puts me, myself out there. And then usually when I have conversations, hopefully people can say like, este bueno es un pendejo. So like he knows a little bit of what he's talking about or at least what, what he's trying to do. 
So what is your your your, your kind of like your, your process behind? Because you're also very camera shy, the Himos, right? Yeah. So and you're still forcing yourself, which bro, kudos to you. I know exactly how that feels. Pero que lo que te estás haciendo, diciendo, perdón, para decir, hey, like I have to do this shit. Yeah, so I'm, I still consider myself camera shy. You know, like it might take me a few tries to finally get it done. But I have noticed because it's another thing as, as far as like getting more views on your videos and stuff is using the trending sounds. You know, do something for seven seconds stuff. And I've done some of those and yeah, sometimes they do good, but I don't, they don't really provide value or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they just flop and I'm just like, but I, I've noticed, at least on my account, that when I'm talking, like those get, maybe not, they don't go viral, because I've had some stuff go viral. I mean, one of them is like 12 million views, something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, but if, but some of them, like I said, it's just 2,000 views or something. And I'm like, well, that's it. But I've noticed, at least recently, um, the videos where I'm talking and kind of like explaining something, like those get consistent views, maybe 20 to 30,000, but it's consistent. And I'm like, I should just, stick to that you know like maybe once in a while I do some of these other trending sound ones and stuff but if I just say you know tell you something how to do something you know a little mini lesson like people are watching that so what I've been doing at least because of the whole camera shyness is I'll start the video with me talking and then I'll just shrink myself and put something else in the background so I'm still there sometimes I go away my voice is still there but they already know that I'm talking and then maybe I'll bring myself back or whatever, but that's something to that I've done to get around the camera shyness. It's kind of like, hey, this is me that's talking to you, and then uh, you know I'll start shrinking and keep talking, and then just show, mm-hmm. you know, content. Yeah, that that that's awesome. Um, like, what advice do you have? Like, if someone wants to be, let's call it what it is, a travel influencer. Like, what are some steps? I have zero. I, I don't. I'm gonna create an account. ¿Cómo le recomendarías a alguien? Let's say I like want to open a separate account and anyway, I like to travel, right? I don't travel as much, but I want to eventually be a travel influencer. Maybe not credit card, not travel hacking, but all these ways can send you like travel locations, bro. Because I think that's like a really sweet thing to do. What would you recommend for those people? I mean, so start posting stuff that you have from prior travels. Mm-hmm. You know, because. When somebody, if somebody decides to click on your account to look at your feed, like there, there has to be something there. They have to be able to tell what you're posting about. You know, like it can, it kind of, you, you kind of have to have a niche. And if it's travel, okay, from a, from looking at your main profile, you, you know, the last nine posts, this should all be clearly that it's travel. Clearly that you post about travel stuff, whether there's just photography or destination. You can be all over the place. Okay, just travel again, right? Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of so here. so start with posting prior travel. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm doing this right now, you know. And and I think I I went through a phase like that where it's kind of like, oh, yeah, me, yeah, you know, I got to back two weeks ago from this trip. It's too late to post this. Nobody cares, like, you know. So what I've you know what I've started kind of doing now is kind of reposting some of maybe it's not the exact same video. And you could do that too, by the way. You could do the same video. Just repost it again with a different sound, a different song, a different caption. And most people are not going to notice. They're not going to know that you've already posted something similar because, you know, not everybody sees the same thing in their feed all the time. Yeah. I think you're very successful. And I read one of your comments, and I agree with what the comment was. I'm like, ¿sabes que si es cierto? When, again, I looked at all your, your posts that you have right now, at least. No los memes. I would have loved to see the memes, but 
just your, your, your travel um, agent, right? Y luego, one of your comments from uh, some of your recent posts is, yeah, I, well, not that, I don't know exactly what it said, but something among the line of, of um, like, you're someone real, you're someone like, like us. Creo que era un latino, güey, que también dijo, yeah, este güey diciéndonos how to do this shit, you know? And I'm like, yes, it's cierto, like, I can relate to this guy because he looks like me, he talks like me, a lot of Spanish content, which we'll, we'll talk about that as well. And I'm like, yes, it's cierto, güey, I can relate to this guy, that this guy, again, you're not uh, sounding like you're selling anything. So I was like, hey, güey, this is how you can do this. And that's why I think, again, at least for now, again, and, and you're the one that knows more, this is what's working for you. And when you're kind of like what you're trying to grow in your next process, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to do it for sure. Awesome, bro. Oh, thanks, man. Um, and I really, I guess I've been telling myself lately, it's like I want to do it this year. Like, if I don't do it this year, cuando? You know? Yeah. Because I've always had the ganas to be an entrepreneur and stuff, yeah. but I've never really been passionate about anything to be like this. And this, I could do this for the rest of my life, yeah. you know? And like, I finally found like something that, um, you know, that I do every day, spend all day talking about. You know, sometimes I do like these coaching calls and and I, consultations, I make, no? Yeah, like uh, you know, so, sometimes somebody wants one-on-one -on -one help, and I don't promote that, and I could be even finishing my my videos with that, but I just have it as an option. I mean, if people are out there looking at my links and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, so they book it. So I, it's not a big thing for me. It's just like I do it there, just you know, to have that option and stuff. But but when I do these, I, I joke around and I tell people, I'm like, because it's fifty dollars. I'm like, hey, it's fifty dollars for me to talk to you, but then it's gonna be another fifty. You want me to shut up? Cause I can talk about this, you know, all day. That's like, cause I, I think I have on there it's like thirty minutes, but it, it always goes over thirty minutes. It's not like, all right, time's up. No, man, I'm, I'm I want to talk about this. I want to, you know, answer all your questions. Bro, if if you don't mind me giving you some advice, which my advice value my other way. But the truth is, I think you can promote that. Because, like, I'm into travel. 50 bucks for me. But, oh, for sure. Like, I want to get started on this. And then you're still going to win in the sense of, I'm going to use your link, your your, your referral, right? Yeah. So it's all over the place, bro. Like, yeah, for sure. Hopefully, we, we stay in touch after this. But I want to ask you something that I see you solo travel a lot. And that, because you're married with four kids requires a lot of support not only from your kids your kids of course I have kids so no creas que no pero uh, at this stage no sabe ni madre your wife does and she seems that she supports you with doing this of course you take her to some of your trips but what percentage would you say they're solo travels um, I don't know and it's just because you know because we have kids and stuff and it's like you know as soon as we find somebody to Watch the kids, you know, we're both yeah. out there and if she has time and stuff. But she just, you know, went back to work because, you know, when we were in Germany, she didn't have to work. Um, we came back and she started working again. So now it's like she has to save her vacation days for, like, the big trips we have planned. Like, we went to the Maldives in October. She took two weeks off, you know. We're going to Japan, Korea this summer. She needs two weeks for that. We're going to Hawaii in March. She needs a week for that. So... So like for me, honey, afford, espérame, I'm gonna be out and about. Yeah, but no, she supports me, and that's great, you know, because that's awesome. You know, bro. she's just like, hey, that's just what you like to do, you know, like, like I'm not gonna keep you back from doing what you like to do, and and I see it as let's say a, a solo trip. Like I'll probably go somewhere. Uh, so what I'm trying to do this year is go to a different part of Mexico. Once um, a month. It, it, you know, every month this year, 
because I haven't been there enough and it's like that's my you know my culture my um, so I don't know where I'm going yet in, in February but you know I was like hey do you want to go somewhere and she's like no you just it's fine you can go so, but I, I don't see that any different as like someone you know who has a different hobby maybe they go hunting you go on a hunting trip for the weekend let's say you like bowling okay you, you go to a bowling tournament over the weekend like how many years have you been married ten okay all right at least from personal experience bro that like for someone to be okay with that requires a lot of I mean, a lot of different things. She needs to be very mature. She needs to really understand that, hey, in order for this marriage to be happy, like, he has to be happy. ¿Sí me entiendes? Yeah. Y conozco mucha gente, and I've been there for, for a long time, que también, like, no, güey, ¿cuál va? ¿Dónde chingados vas? Or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 it, and it happens, Rosa, when I'm like, oh, man, like, you can tell that your wife supports you, and it doesn't go unnoticed for people that know that kind of stuff that yeah maybe you see this guy travels but there's a story of but i'm who's gonna be picking up the kids or 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 i mean i'm sure she picks up like some of your of the slack around the house because you're out and about right but at the same time you pay her back if you want to just use those terms with like how grateful you are taking her to trips as well like there's so many things that we can talk about this a lot but I just want to acknowledge that because you can tell that way that, that that's badass, bro. The the dynamic that you have with your wife. Yeah, no, it's great, and I love her for that too. I mean, you know, general, <laughs> but but that that's great. I mean, I couldn't picture what it'd be like now, like switching back to like her not, you know, wanting me to go on trips and stuff. But yeah, it's great that that. ¿Cómo se llama tu wife? Perdón, dile por nombre. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Oh, that's my daughter's name, by the way. Señor, let's talk about first class mindset. Because there's a meme, right? Not, not a meme, I'm sorry. I don't know what you call it. But yeah, let's call it a meme the, online, right? About, um, ¿cómo se llama este señor? Steve Harvey? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, Steve, yes. Uh, about that you have to do that, right? Let me let me tell you a quick story. Uh, for work, uh, last year, I don't remember the month, but they flew us from from your home to, in this case, I went to Johannesburg, right? And I went in first class, business class, because after uh, X number of hours, uh, my employer, they had a chance to okay, well, if it's after four or five hours, you can get business class, right? Mm -hmm. Señor, that flight was $14,000. Was it worth it? Fuck, yeah. Y lo que le digo a mi niña y todo. Like, I have traveled a lot, like... Uh, to Russia, Brazil, Cuba, like many places. But I never done that. And in my mind, like, no way, like, no mames, if you can save that money, mm -hmm. use it for others, right? Yeah. But no way, it is a different mindset because when I went back, I'm like, but I mean, I need to find a way to make this much money that I'm okay f flying first class. And a lot of your, your, your um, uh, when you use your points, you use first class, business class. And then you took your parents, which we'll talk about your parents taking your, your, your parents on business because they go, no, I should my corazoncito But let's talk a little bit on the mindset alone. It is my opinion that I agree with that meme that you have to. Like, you, you, you just have to because if you do have some self-awareness, again, you have to because if you do have some self-awareness, Hopefully, that tells you in perspective that tells you, no oh, way, if these guys are doing I can do it. No, so like this is possible, right? It just comes to when you went to a launch, que ni sabías, same yo, like, <laughs> yo también estaba así. Yeah. And it does 
change you in a positive way. And I totally agree that you just have to do that business class. And then when I found you, because it's it's one thing for me to say it was $13,000. Okay, can I pay $13,000? Oh, maybe it was, but if I can now help with my points, now I can do it for sure. That's why I'm very excited about this. So let's talk about the mindset first. And if you don't mind talking about taking your, your parents to Paris, I believe, go for it. Yeah, so first there's, you know, there's a first class and business class. So domestically, so here in the U.S., I don't think it's worth it most of the time. And, you know, they'll call it first class. And all you're getting with the domestic airlines here is like a recliner, a little bit wider seat, reclines a little bit. I don't think it's worth the money. There are a few routes, mostly the transcontinental like L.A. or San Francisco to New York or whatever. They have the life flat seats. So th- that's what a business class seat looked like internationally. And then there's a few, uh, you know, carries that offer like first class and that's a little bit different and mostly it's like the food and beverage and maybe the ground service that you get with it. But anyway, so the that what you're talking about, that meme or that video of Steve Harvey. Um, yeah, I agree with it too. And I think I posted at least once um, a video with, with that sound. And it's like, it's hard to go back. And, it, you know, maybe I sound mamon or snobby or whatever. No, 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 no. But it's hard to go back to economy, at least on the long flights. And I think I'm okay maybe up to like six hours. And it doesn't mean I won't go economy over six hours, but I'll try it really hard not to. Because once you experience it, it's like you never want to go back to it. So I think it, he said something like, you'll find a way to get there. So like to your point where you were saying, well, how can I make enough money that I could pay for that? Or you know, you could do it with points and you don't have to, you know, yeah, sure, I, I should be wanting to make more money too, but if I can do it with points, I mean, now, even if I had $13,000 to spend on a flight, you know, why if I could do it with points? Yeah, a, 100%. Yeah. Like once, it was a 15-hour flight or 16, by the way, from Atlanta to, to Johannesburg. It they go like, no, mommy. Like not, not only the service, but... I mean, there's so many things. I mean, you know more than me how many, like the big difference between business class. And, and I agree with you. Aki, does it make a difference if it's a two-hour flight? No, no. Yeah. I'm talking like when you need to sleep before mm-hmm. you get to a destination. Makes a big difference. And and that's what I like about about your account as well, that it helps me, again, not only make more money to can afford the $14,000 como si nada, but bro, if there's a way that you can just spend 200 bucks on that, it's, it's a no-brainer, bro. That's why I was so excited. I'm like, oh, este vato y lo vamos a hacer. Bro, we're best friends already. <laughs> they <was> know. <laughs> Let's talk about your parents taking them to Paris. Yeah, so How that was... How was that? That was, um... What was that? That was, like, December... I don't even know. 2021, 20, maybe? It was mm, a year ago. No tanto. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like I said, I... I like chasing the deal sometimes more than the destination necessarily. So sometimes there's some of these sweet spots where it's like, hey, you can get to Europe for only 50,000 points in business class, you know, but it's hardly ever available. And, uh, or there's sometimes what they call transfer bonuses. So normally, let's say American Express points transfer to uh, Virgin Atlantic one-to-one, you know. But sometimes they're like, hey, 30%. So instead of one-to-one, it's one to 1.3. So you need less points to book the same thing. So there was a combination of those things in like September of 21, I think. They're like, had a bunch of transfer bonuses to all kinds of 
different airlines and I had a shitload of points. So I was like, all right, what can I book? You know? So then I found like these, um, these flights, it was on Delta business class from Atlanta to Paris. And after it's all said and done with the transfer bonuses and suites, but whatever, it only cost me 39,000 points, I think, per person in business class. So I was like, okay, we're going to Paris. So I was like, but I really want to go to Paris. Like, um, they wanted to go to Spain or Italy. So, hey, like I said, I'm flexible with the destination. Paris wasn't on, you know, what we wanted to do. But, okay, we'll stay there for a night and then go to where we want. Yeah, because you just wanted to get to Europe, no? Yeah. And then this yeah, if you want to go anywhere in Europe, like, you don't necessarily have to look for that destination. Just go on Google Flights and put in Europe, instead, and then it'll show you, okay, it's cheaper if I go to this other city, and then you get to see another city. And then, um, so they wanted to go to Spain, so then we went to Spain. We got a, uh, what is it called? Some budget airline, not Ryanair, some other one. Uh, Jet, I forgot what it's called. And, um, yeah, so we went, you know, and it was their first time playing business class and I mean Get I just told them all about it you know we're hitting up the lounges we're all drinking at the lounges and Mira, no tosco. Mira estos nacos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny porque, so the flight itself from Atlanta to Paris was the 39,000 points plus five dollars and sixty cents in taxes and we, we kept joking about this because my mom's like at the Sky Club the Delta Lounge there in Atlanta she's like oh me traje una margarita so I go and that's not part of the complimentary drinks there. So my dad and I were drinking like beer or whatever. And I was like, well, I don't want to tell her that it's not free. Like, I'll get it. It's fine, you know. And so the drinks are, I don't know, eight, nine bucks. And then so later on, I told her, and we kept joking about it. Because I was like, Mom, we paid more for your drink than for the flight. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. And Wait, then, did you feel accomplished? O sea, verla, like, it's kind of like, I don't know the, the, your, your, your situation at home, but it's kind of like, Paying back a little bit, no, me imagino, you're like, like all your efforts when I was young, whatever, whatever, whatever. like, this is like, yeah, me I mean, trying to pay back, or I don't know, I don't know how you saw it. Yeah, because you know, you see sometimes, you see sometimes videos of people buying their their parents like a house or a car, or whatever. I wish I could do that, you know, if I had the means. Yeah, like one day I wish I could do that for them, but I can't right right now. But I could do this, you know, and that's. In a way, kind of going back to the experiences over things and stuff, like if they're okay with where they live and stuff. But this is an experience like, even even me, that I never thought I'd get to do any of these experiences. And now I'm sharing that with, with them. You know, I'm, I'm, if I never imagined it, for sure they never imagined it, because they probably don't even know it exists. You yeah. know, something like that. What do you think your family about you doing this? Let, let's call it a, a travel influencer. I don't know what to call it. this. I know your wife supports you in this, but like your friends at work. Or, bro, there, there's some people that from work that started following my Instagram account. And I'm like, no, I don't know what. I don't want to accept them, bro, because they're going to see that I have a podcast. I have a this and that. And I'm like, oh, please don't. But I just suck it up and okay. You know? So like, because of, that's work, right? But even family members, like, what, do they support you? Do they not? No les importa? Les vale madre? A ti te vale madre? Like, no, what, what's man. your take Everybody on that? supports me. I mean, like, you know, I see, like, my sisters, my, my tias, my, you know, everybody, like, reposting my stuff. And, like, I get shy a little bit. I'm like, you don't have to do that. It's cool, you know. But it's cool that, that they do it, you know, because that's just showing they support me. Like, they're proud of me or whatever. And so that's cool. 
Did you do you already have all your family with credit cards? Los tienes like doing the same thing or you know que todavía no? Yeah, no not todos, pero yeah, you know, so like um so sometimes they'll say like, Hey, you know, I'll get a card, I'll get this one and stuff. So like my sister, my sister went um with my mom and I to to Greece and to Italy last year. Was this the same trip to Paris? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. So to to Paris and and Barcelona, I took my my parents, my mom and my dad, mm -hmm. and then um, in May I took my mom to to Greece and Rome. And my sister, because you know she tell she trusts me, I guess, and she gets the cards that I tell her. She had points, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to come with us? Like, we're going. Like, you have the points to do it. The same flight. Do you want to come?" So yeah, so I, you know, in a way, they they're their travel hacker like nice um how many siblings do you have three i have two sisters and a brother okay yeah those like that are all into doing that no not not like that but also or even just helping people like book flights like you know my wife's family too they'll reach out like hey we want to go here and i'm like well it's best if you go this day and come back this day you know but that also helps me because like you know, then I'll you I'll pay with my card and they'll give me the cash. So then, <laughs> so when so, when, so they save money. Like in a couple of years ago, we did we had this big family reunion in Seattle. So I booked flights for like twenty people, you know, from my family, and I used my card to book all those flights. But I found like a way for everybody to save like hundred two hundred dollars because of something with Southwest that sometimes they do where. They'll allow you to, I don't know if they're doing it anymore, because they're doing it more because of the pandemic. But back then, they were allowing you to change your flight within two weeks for no extra cost. So what you could do is you look up the date you want to fly. You know, maybe, you know, we're going from here to Seattle. Maybe it was 150 bucks. Now, if it was 100 bucks to go two days prior, buy that flight because it had that policy where you could change it anywhere within two weeks. So that's what I did for everybody. I was like, okay. This is the day we all need to go, but what's the cheapest flight, you know, within two weeks of that? Those are the ones I bought, and I went to change them to the day we were leaving. So I saved everybody money, but then I got all the points for paying with my card. That's awesome, Sinesh. Okay, um, briefly, just to finish the topic on, on, on social media, since you have a really big account, yeah, I can the negative away with the, the stupid comments, the negative comments already. Have you seen that already, and how do you respond to that? Yeah, so one thing I don't do is like fight on social media because it's just a waste of time, you know. Um, but it, it, it's funny because like I would tell like my my kid the same thing. It's like, oh, don't worry about that one comment. But it's for some reason, you know, the negative comments they they get to you, even if there's a hundred positive, you know, one negative, you focus on the negative. I don't know why it's just psychology or whatever, you know. But no, what I do is like usually what I'll first do is I'll just restrict them so you can instead of just deleting or blocking you can restrict which means anything they post only they can see nobody else mm, okay because i feel like if you block somebody they could go out of their way to make a new account and keep messing with you if that's their intention so you yeah. can restrict them the most para que el vaso comment piense que oh I, yeah. like like it's funny and but nobody else sees that comment yeah uh, okay. i don't know about the original one but if they comment anything else so like i'll restrict them i'll delete the comment and or sometimes I leave it, you know what? Because it could drive up engagement. Because sometimes your own followers will defend you. And I see that sometimes, and I just leave it alone. Wait, llevo yo dos años doing this podcast, right? Not consistently as we should. 
y desde el day one, like, I want some negative comments. I want someone to say, ese pendejo que piensa. Like, I want something like that. Because, no, no, pero it's, it's not because I want it, pero because I, especially with my daughter, with my family, like, you know, I'm very, I don't know, I have a strong character, pero me vale madre. Like, I really, if, if you're going to talk shit about me, bro, like, you have bigger issues. And I believe this. No, no, más lo digo por, pero, yeah, like, yeah. I 100%. So I want to get something negative. So I can prove to myself que si es cierto, que no me importa. But ponle que like at that moment I was like, ay, claro. But after that, no, ah. Pero no, we're like, nothing yet. Nothing about my accent. No, nothing about, no, no, imagine. No, 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 you know, let's go ahead and clip it. But in kind of the same way, as far as like, pues me vale, pues yo lo que quieras. Pero donde sí me caló is when they were talking stuff about my parents. Because I was like, you know, so that's when I started like, you know what? And I, do, I don't respond to them. I don't say, you know, I'll just... Restrict them, delete them, or sometimes leave them because somebody already started like defending them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and people know it. Like to be honest, like smart people that that understand stuff, they know that. And if you're not that person, bro, you know, like I really don't care because it's gonna sell me. But wait, la neta, yeah, you're 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 me, bro. So yeah, yeah, you already have problems at home already. So why should I fucking bother, right? That's how I feel. But te digo, ahorita no hay nada. Now, um, hopefully, someone will leave a comment. Este pendejo con el pelo largo, what the fuck? And you know what? It's always the accounts with no profile picture, oh. no followers, whatever. It's just some. That some doesn't even account. No, it's like, no, we like, let's not even count. Señor, I am pretty sure I'm going to have issues with the audio left and right because of the emergency I had with the software and then I, my, my backup plan. So I want to first of all apologize to you, Señor Creme, que I usually like, have everything. Square because again, like the number one reason I do this is for you to enjoy it, to be like, hey, that's good, yeah, that was a good time. Um, and for the audience, cualquiera, disculpe, I, I, I tried so many things, but the audio couldn't get it right. But I wanna, the last question I do ask everybody, and I wanna ask you this, and it is a little bit more localized, I don't know if that's even a word, but tell us one thing you love about El Paso, can't say food, because that's a given. And one thing you would like to improve about El Paso. I know it's a handful, but this is the question that I ask everybody. And um, again, it's a tradition, so. Why? Well, I, I don't know. I, I just see the people. I mean, like you feel comfortable here. In, in a way, that's bad if you leave this place because I'm just like, you see all the stuff on the news, like racism, this and that, and I'm just like, ah, I don't go through it, but it's the same thing. It's like, we don't live in North mm -hmm. Dakota and stuff. Mm -hmm. Pero being here, you know, we all get along, like we all, like, I don't know, everyone's friendly and stuff. And something I really love is like the Spanglish, the, the yeah. whole bicultural, yeah. you know, community that we have here. Cause you could go anywhere. And I'm just, I sometimes I think about like, what if like, you know, someone from out of town is driving through here to stop at a restaurant here. And like, what do they think about the waiters here when they're speaking Spanglish? You know, because to us, we don't even notice it because we do the same thing. Uh -huh. But as you go to a restaurant and, you know, they're, it's Spanglish, the English, they really like, we don't see it. But I'm like, what do people from out of town think? You know, like, but I, I just love our people, us, you know. I like that. The reason why, I know I agree with you, the reason why I think it is this way is because we're so close to Mexico that we can see how bad it is on the other side and how good we have it on this one. And because of that, our empathy and our friendliness, it's more than other places, creo yo. Because I think that, like in my opinion, que cuando te vas ya más al sur, se te olvida, güey, that, bro, I haven't made here. Like, ponle que I struggle, I have some issues. 
Pero right across the border, ah, shit. Ahí sí, está cabrón. Pero bueno, and again, that's why I think the reason why um, we're, we're a little bit more friendly, and that's I think that's the reason why uh, where the, the way El Paso is. Uh, the follow-up question was, what are some things that you like to change or improve about our city? I need more Hyatt hotels here, though. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it was a joke, but going along those lines, like, I wish we had a lounge, you know, like, I fly out the airport, that, 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 you know, it's a very valuable one, the airport know, here. You know, there's a, there's a lounge now in Juarez at the airport, so I'm like, oh, we need to get one, too. And, and you know, I thought, I'm like, what does it take to do it? Like, can I do it myself? Like, can I just have my own airport lounge, you know? Interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that, but it's true. Not only the lounge, the airport, bro, because it is... It is nice. It's small, but it's like, I would like the airport does show like your city, especially if, if for people that don't are not are just there for layover. Like you do need to show a different face. How that's one thing from Jose. And there's so many like, for this. I understand all that, but as I'm traveling a lot, like you can tell a lot from the airport. Yes, the city. It's. I I don't think the word's improvement, but we need to just change it up all the way. Do you agree or not? Yeah, and I guess I don't know if it's improving El Paso or whatever, but I wish the uh, airport in Juarez was across the bridge like it is in Tijuana and San Diego. It is across the bridge. It's no sabía. I've never been yeah, to Yeah, over there they, they, they call it the Cross Border Express, and I think it's like 20 bucks, but you literally walk across and you're in the terminal. <sighs> so I'm like, because like, like I told you, I, I want to go to more place in Mexico this, this year. I'm flying out of Juarez, and it's like, it take me like an hour to get there, you know, and I have to drive there, park there. And if I could just get dropped off at the bridge, that'd be a lot nicer. But I mean, that's... Bro, bro but I mean, that's pretty good. Yo conozco city manager, bro. <laughs> I can make things happen. I'm just playing. But bueno, um, guys, again, apologize for the audio situations. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Señor, thank you again. And I'll see you guys next oh, thank time. Thank you. Adios.